Hello and welcome to Mad Hatter's Tea Party. I'm Wal Hattar, and today we're talking to Ra'ed Yassin on his current show at Gallery Isabel Van Eden, A Feeling in Perspective. It's on from November 14th till December the 22nd. Hello, Ra'ed. Hello. So your work has been uh, kind of evolving over the years, but still working on this aspect of, of life and memory and an imagination of life, if we can say. Um, this current show has a lot more of this pop culture aspect infused in it, or at least it's a lot more colorful than, your, than what your previous work has, has gone to. Um, can you explain how that happened and, and how that evolution is? Uh, actually, it's, uh, it's my works in general has been always colored uh, because I have an interest in, in color and how it is in nature. Uh, but actually about the show, my works uh, since a long time has been uh, focusing on uh, pop culture and the development uh, of pop culture and it, how it's embedded in, in the Arab societies and how actually it is uh, embedded in the Arab unconscious and how it's moving it and how the, <coughs> the image and the sound are developing through consumerism, mass production, whatever. So in this show, I uh, worked specifically uh, on uh, the idea of loss and remembering. So I used Egyptian cinema as a source uh, for to uh, remake and uh, reconstruct uh, lost photos from my family and then the embroidery series in the exhibition which is called Dancing, Smoking, Kissing it also has the same idea as reconstructing completely lost photos uh, using memory and remembering the act of remembering and what stays in your mind from the image and how the images in your mind are actually also manipulated by imagination, fiction, uh, what's the, let's say, the rest of the images that are in your mind. So the show is, is more constructed in, in that way. Your, your older work, you, a lot of times you had yourself present in, in, the, in the pieces, whether it's the video or the images of photography or the stuff that you've done. And here, like you said, it's, it's your memory that's in, in, in the pieces themselves. So if, with, with the idea of belonging from the other one, it was more of a conceptual link. But here, having your person and sometimes very personal, embarrassing ideas and moments, how would you want someone... Who, who gets your art or collects your art to connect with that. Is it something that you want them to share with you as that piece or do you want them to have their own association with it? Um, the show is more like kind of an open invitation to my world and to my memory. But I think this is, is almost <clears throat> every show is like this, not mine, also for other artists. So the thing is, uh, I'm, sh I'm opening, I'm exposing myself, I'm exposing my memories, I'm opening uh, my childhood albums that I got lost and sharing it with people. 
and uh, this is in a way embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing but also it's like trying to be uh, generous with this but uh, the interesting thing uh, that you noticed in the show uh, is that the photos that they that are the embroideries that rep they represent photos on the walls they are basically family portraits <coughs> and these are uh, kind of very universal so almost every place have them so people have a, a kind of a connection with that because it feels domestic it feels intimate it is you find almost the same photos with so many other people mm -hmm. especially from our area and uh, and it's uh, this obsession back then where with analog <coughs> analog photography and polaroids and uh, where uh, you know you cannot uh, you cannot uh, fix so it's really capturing the moment while now in the digital era you can fix them you can photoshop them you can repeat as much as possible and you see a very uh, you see the the result uh, in front of you quickly you can do it again but back then there was this kind of a discrete connection with the subject where like you could you take a photo and it's a whole process and then you see it after let's mm. say a week it's already start to be a souvenir a memory so this process is interesting and i think this has created some kind of let's say intimacy with the subjects and the connection with the audience is basically people my age bit older bit younger they have a feeling uh, that they these are also their own photos so that's why it's the issue of universal yeah, universality do you mm -hmm. say yeah. uh, that that connects me with the audience related to this work okay um, and I mentioned specifically because the video piece that you have is you retelling a memory uh, with the image of the actual time so it's a uh, it's like it's similar to how you have the documentaries of the flashbacks of what's going on but the the extreme embarrassing exposure of of that um, situation that etched in uh, this young young boy's mind that kind of developed later on. Me as a viewer, I see it as something. I see it as something that connects me, not necessarily with you as a person or with us in our combined history, but as this idea of of loss, of loss of that second that you're trying to, I guess, deal with, but in a in a situation where other people can can. I guess deal with the same way, which is why I asked you earlier if it's about connecting or sharing that piece. So for me, I never had a situation about music or anything similar to that, but all of us had situations when we were younger which kind of had that. So for me, because my memory is gone of it, this would be that burnt out Polaroid yeah. of, of that. So which is, for me, I guess, that's the kind of artistic connection of, of that emotion that you're trying to convey and connect. So is that fair for me to, to see it that way? Uh, the idea of loss uh, is very present in the show. 
because I've, I've passed in uh, the video piece is about uh, this embarrassment moment that almost every human being had it sometimes when you also don't understand that feeling of embarrassment like your mind doesn't really process it when you are a kid but uh, it's not about embarrassment actually the, the peace in the end it's about all of these but the main thing it is it is uh, a video piece uh, about my mom and uh, which I lost which she passed away by having cancer and uh, I was uh, somehow filming her in her last days when she was almost dying I took this film I filmed her on 8 millimeter camera because I had the feeling that I wanted to have her image to be touched by me in my hands so the film is a materialized thing so it's not only a digital image and the whole show related to to this uh, also piece in a way it's about how you reconstruct what is lost and how you rearrange and remake your life that it is passing very quickly and so many events happened in it and you're trying somehow to reconstruct it again mm -hmm. and also like bring back good memories of very dear people to your heart but also it has a lot of let's say universal uh, feelings related to loss, fear, embarrassment uh, in the same time. Can we ask whether the, the development of, of your work more from the video and performances into uh, kind of a static visual image, has that affected or has that been the effect of, this, of more of the work going into this type of um, thought, this type of after, afterthought even? No, it has nothing to do with that, actually. It is, to be honest, there's sometimes technical stuff. Uh, uh, you, need, you need to do it. I, uh, I always wanted to be an installation video and performance artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started doing that. I had a very big interest in cinema. So I started to do videos and uh, I had always in mind I was interested in photography so I was, I was taking photos, I was doing works but uh, it takes some time to be able uh, actually to produce okay. so it's a technicality also because then you need uh, like if you need if you need to do a, a neon work you need to produce it in a factory and everything costs so so basically this this type of works they come naturally a bit later in in the career of the artist because uh, 
because it has to do uh, like technical, economical issue sometimes. Uh, producing a film, not a film, like a video, uh, in a time, uh, let's say, in the early 2000s, it was very possible because technology was changing. Cameras are getting small, a, a very easy software that you can have on your laptop and you can edit yourself and you can film yourself, you can do stuff yourself, so you don't need really a big production or you don't need a crew. So it makes everything uh, easy for me to, to start making videos and performances. So that was more the reasoning, but I still do videos. The video now that you see, it's like done last year. And I still have a big interest in producing moving image, not only objects or still images, but also it depends on the show, where it is, mm -hmm. how it's constructed. So okay. that's why you, you show, like last year I did a, an exhibition in Cologne in the Academy der Kunst der Welt space. And that had, uh, that had more video works than anything else. So, yeah, it depends on the situation, but it's also a natural process when you start to produce objects and uh, things like photos, uh, because also technicality is related to, to economical issues. Then when we, when we go to now talk about the technique, uh, the work that you've done on the embroidery, um, what goes into that from your end? The process of that work is actually, it's a bit long process. So I start to do the sketches uh, of each work. It's a, a photo that, uh, that I am reconstructing from memory, so it doesn't exist. The visual is not in front of me. So I, I start the, this sketching thing, and then I uh, try to get other photos of how the people in the photo look like, so we can have more accurate uh, shapes of the faces or whatever. Then I go to work uh, closely with uh, a person who does computer files for embroidery machines. It's more like illustrator files, okay. but actually you, you put it to the embroidery machine and the embroidery does the shapes that is in the, in the file. And when is this done, and after I, we print that and see if we can do some adjusts, of course, we decide the colors and the patterns of the stitches and the density of the threads on top of each other and what comes next and all of this. And then I, in the in mean, meantime, I, I will be uh, also going to uh, pick up and uh, select the fabric that is the embroidery is going to be on. So in the end, this is a machine embroidered object? A machine embroidered. So I get the fabrics and then we embroider it uh, using this embroidery machines. And I wanted to do that because I didn't want to have a very, it is very, the work is very personal. I don't want to have a direct physical attachment to it. So I don't okay. want it to do it like manual embroidery. And also because this is a kind of a projection of uh, photography, and photography is uh, it's a process, it's a mechanical process, mechanical chemical process. So I wanted to have also another mechanical process. 
Okay, that 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 uh, that link is quite interesting. But but then, if we want to add the the third aspect of of the show, which are the the pictures from the stills from the Egyptian films, yeah. all right. This one doesn't have your person personal actual visual or memory of visual in it. It's just a selection that you've done. So how does that fit in within uh, kind of the the rest of the show? Yeah, the the series uh, the, this series which is called the Absent Album is actually uh, a body of work where uh, my interest in Egyptian cinema, and I think that always Egyptian cinema has shaped the way we think and the way we imagine images and also the way we imagine feelings and how we deal with it. And I always believe that uh, Egyptian cinema, let's say Arabic cinema, but mostly it was Egyptian, it actually shaped the Arabic unconscious. Mm -hmm. So that selection is actually also it has a long process. I'll be watching the films and then if there is a scene that reminded me of a photo that I used to have and it got lost, I pause it. Then I take a photo of the scene using a Polaroid machine. This Polaroid I get the Polaroid out and this Polaroid is actually, I chose this medium because this Polaroid is actually a very intimate material and medium. It's a revolutionary way of mm -hmm. taking photos because it's super intimate. You don't, there's no need for a third a party to see the result because you take the photo and you see it immediately of somebody who's like, can be very close, can be your wife, can be naked, you know, like issues like that started to appear. And the result is immediate. So I'm taking intimate photos of scenes in cinema that are super public, but I'm turning them into the private that reminds me of lost photos of my family. So this is the whole process. And then the Polaroids are scanned fixed, the colors are fixed and blown up, so it's a whole process of things, so in, in a way you feel like so much attached to it and you turn it from public to private and in a way you start to own it in this way, so you also project yourself in cinema you see yourself as, as this or that guy, like it's everybody's dream to see yourself on the screen, you okay. know but if if I may, and this is going to go, it's going to be about consent for that matter, because a lot of the uh, the the people that you use, you, we, can, we can still tell who they are, uh, a lot of the times. How does that play into that personal, public, private interaction? Because if if somebody else used someone else's family and then used those for their reimaging of something, then that will have a discussion. This is. I guess, in a sense, public property, but it's still usage, use, using somebody else's visuals, even though you had kind of taken it, but, but you haven't deconstructed it enough for it not to be able to be told from the source material. Does that affect at all? I think it's this, it, is, it is deconstructed enough. If you see the originals, they are very different from what you're seeing here. And the whole process is something, something else. So the, the images of the real scenes, you can recognize the figures mm -hmm. in it. Yes. 
And of course, this is very important for me because I always used celebrities and pop stars and famous actors in my own personal story and always I pretend in other videos that my father becoming Mahmoud Yassin or you know so this is a game that I play with pop culture and like we consume images and in a way I want to also reuse them and use them so so cinema image it's not it is public so it is for everybody and the authorship around it it became different especially in the effects of uh, copying and the manufacturing and then the image is transferred from a cinema reel to a VHS tape then to a VCD then to I don't know what so it's already it has his own, its own life and everybody's interfering in it mm -hmm. in the life of the film in the Arab film I'm speaking like the so that's why I, I say like I'm interested in the development of cinematic Arab image and see it through consumer uh, consume, consumerist uh, point of view and how consumerism affected the life of film and I really appreciate how in, in the show you have three different ways of, of of trying to capture these these kind of moments in life, one, one where it's you're imposing your idea on somebody on another visual and the other time is where you're having the, the people viewing impose their memories on a sketch of memory that you have and the third where it's just a viewer uh, connection of like a third party where you, we're all third party to it. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely circle of, of, of a different, of, of showing the same thing in a different way but still connecting together. So in that sense it does feel like a very complete show. And uh, and, it's, and it's good to see how, how your work has been developing and growing it, keeping the a lot of that same personal uh, link throughout all, but not not oh, not not falling into a a dull trap. So so that's always a, a positive thing. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the show in Abu Dhabi before we close? I did two. Uh, I I did an opening show, which is a performance piece. Uh, and uh, I will be uh, on the 16th. Uh, I will be uh, playing uh, with my band Praed, which is more uh, a band that plays, uh, let's say, deconstructed uh, Egyptian uh, beats mm -hmm. mixed with free jazz and psychedelia, uh, and a little bit of like uh, karaoke pop uh, style. But the opening show, uh, which was a piece for uh, analog synthesizer and uh, traditional uh, Emirati band, so I chose an art form that immigrated from Africa uh, through um, trading, and then uh, it uh, uh, it started to be in. Uh, they started it in Oman, and it immigrated again to to the Arab Peninsula. So it's called Lewa. Uh, Lewa uh, singing and and its music. So, so I I worked closely with uh, with this traditional band and uh, uh, I made a composition for them in relation to analog synthesizer. So that was the project that I did.
Well, thank you very much for uh, for talking to us. And again, um, A Feeling in Perspective, a show by Ra'ad Yassin, is on from 14th of November till the 22nd of December at Gallery Isabel Vanden Ind. Um, thank you very much, and talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you.